And remember, you can own equity in private companies and public companies. There is no difference. It's just equity. Now know this. With JC Herrera and Cole Conkling. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, guys. So today is part two of our two-part series um, covering financial assets. And in our last episode, we talked about debt. In this episode, we're going to talk about equity. So Cole, can you explain what equity is? Yeah, so in the most general sense, equity is an ownership interest in an asset. So let's take the example of a house. So if you own your house outright and the house is worth a million dollars and you have no mortgage on it, your equity interest in the house is a million dollars. Okay, so that's a form of ownership in an asset, which is your house. Let's talk now more about the most common form of the way people think about equity, which is equity ownership in a company. Yeah. So when we say you own equity in a company, uh, you own a stock in that company. And some companies, let's say you go out and start your own company and it's a sole proprietorship or, you, you know, it's a small uh, family run business. Um, you may own all that company outright and have uh, no outside shareholders. Uh, but typically, especially large corporations have thousands and millions of shareholders that don't run the company day to day. And so that's when you hear about, you know, like, you know, every day you hear about stocks, uh, a stock is just an equity ownership in a company. When you hear the word equity or stocks, they're one and the same thing. Okay. The, what you are owning is a piece of that company. So let's, so let's then dig deeper into First, I guess the types of equity most people own in the private markets, and then we'll evolve and we'll graduate all the way to the public markets. So venture capital is investing in companies that are basically startup companies, right? You're the first to come in, right? Or of the first, there's like rounds A, B, C, but you're early into this investment. You're early into the idea of a new company, a new creation. You're basically betting on an idea. Because these, these companies usually don't have much cash flows. They're not profitable. It's just, do you believe in the team, the ideas, and, and the product, really, that they're selling? Right. And, and venture capital, right, is, is part of a, it is private companies. It's, it's under, you know, in, in the industry, there's a difference when people say venture capital versus private equity. But technically speaking... Right, venture capital is just a type of private equity. And on the risk reward spectrum, it is considered the most risky because most companies that are new companies uh, end up failing in the first three years of operation. So yeah, it's very so unlikely for you to actually pick uh, to invest in a venture capital that will do money. This is why a lot of these venture capital funds you know, usually make lots and lots and lots of investments knowing they're going to lose money in most of them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a venture capital fund could have 50, hundred companies in it. And then if one is the next Amazon or one is the next Uber, the fund will do well. They just need one and they call them unicorns to blow up. Correct. So the appeal of investing in venture capital is that if you can identify a company in advance that will do very, very well, or a fund that will you know, help you identify this company, the reward that you will get for that is enormous. But it also comes with the risk of, it's also very unlikely 
that you're going to end up being the ones over many people are not going to find those. Yeah. I mean, everybody would love to be the, uh, the seed investor in a company like Amazon and then you get to participate in the IPO and that's where billionaires are, are made. Okay. So then let's go to the next phase, which is, I guess, private equity. So now we've talked about venture capital, which is startup companies. You own, you can own equity in a company that just started off and really it's based more on the idea of that company. Private equity though, are more established companies. They're privately owned, but they're more established in the fact that some of them, most of them might have, you know, positive cash flows. They might be profitable already. Um, for whatever reason, they haven't decided to go public. So, right. So typically if you want to, you as an investor want to invest in private equity, uh, you do that typically through a, a private equity firm. And what private equity firms do just real quick is they typically, uh, take outside investor money and they create a fund and that fund will have a certain amount of private companies in it. And the private equity firm will identify these companies that they think are undervalued or have potential to do better. And what they'll do is they'll get a big ownership stake in that private firm. They'll help the management out. They'll get a board seat or two. They'll try to, uh, you know, make managerial changes and efficiencies. Uh, a lot of times they load it up with a lot of debt to get more cash in there and to grow the business. And then they'll try to sell it off and make a lot of money. And again, they're banking on a small fraction of the private equity company, the, the companies in that private equity fund, making it big and doing really well and having a big payday. So let's now talk about public companies. So the most common form of equity that people are used to hearing about are stocks, publicly traded stocks. Right. So all public companies were prior to being public private. And they became public through a IPO or initial public offering. And that's when the private company goes to the markets and raises a ton of money. And now they trade on the stock exchanges. Right. And it's important to note when a company goes from being a private company to a public company, they're raising money one time for that company. And that's called the initial public offering. But once that's done, then their shares are being constantly traded back and forth by the whole market participants, by everyone. Yeah. And we call that the secondary market. So any t if you want to go buy a, a share of uh, Exxon Mobil today, you're buying that on the secondary market. So you, that money that you pay for that stock is not going to Exxon. It's, it's going to the shareholder that you bought it, the stock from. Uber started off as a private company and as an idea, the famous story of these guys meeting and putting this idea in a napkin. And it got interest really quickly from a lot of investors venture, in the venture, venture world. world yeah. And then it became an established privately held company that then got a lot of investors excited to invest in it um, before its initial public offering. And then the next step was obviously to take it public. And so then finally Uber receives an additional cash flow for the company by selling shares that they own. Right. But all the owners got together and said they agree on selling X amount of their shares to the public and everyone else can participate in the future growth of Uber. So now Uber is publicly traded. Anyone can go in and, you know, on their Robinhood or Charles Schwab or Fidelity accounts and buy shares of Uber um, in the public markets. And so now let's talk about what happens when you own that share of Uber. How would you value an ownership of a publicly traded stock like Uber? Like, how do we value that? The value of an equity investment 
isn't that different in the private or public markets. Um, there's a model for this. It's not an exact science, but the model, it revolves around the company's future cash flows. So it's the sum of the future cash flows that the company might produce discounted to its present value. Okay. So it's just a discounted cash flow. And so the, the amount of years you go forward on this depends on what the market believes the, you know, in different sectors of the economy, you might get a nine times multiple, five times multiple, all these things depend, but in a general sense, it's just, it's, you're just buying, people are just looking to buy the future cash flows of a company. Right. And so like, you know, not to get too te technical, but you apply a discount factor. And, and the important thing to realize without getting in the math is the more unpredictable the future cash flows are, the less they're worth today. So with really well-established companies that we know the cash flows are pretty predictable, like a utility company, um, the value of those cash flows are pretty well known. And so we can, we can put more, uh, faith in, in, in today's value versus a growth company that maybe the future value of the cash flows is kind of unpredictable. We don't, it's really competitive market. It's new. And so that just, just real basic. That's how we kind of people try to value, uh, an equity, uh, asset. The advantage of the public markets is that the information you need to make that analysis is readily available, right? And the private markets are not that readily available. It's actually very hard it's much harder to really get to the bottom of what a company is doing in the private markets because they don't have to share the information. There's, no, there's not enough transparency like they are in the public markets. But I will say that owning a private investment or owning Uber stock in a public market, the only thing that changes is that when you own it in a private market, again, the value is unknown really. It's, it's, there is a valuation that people put on based off of the amount of money they can raise from investors on these equity rounds that they go out. But there isn't people really readily buying and selling equity or stocks of that to give it a value every day like you see in the stock market. Right. Like in a private company, you, uh, you never really know what it's worth until you try to go sell it. Correct. Whereas in the public markets, you can turn on the computer or the TV every day and you know exactly what someone's going to buy that stock. And that is a key psychological component to sometimes people saying, oh, I prefer private equity to public equity. Um, and they usually say they prefer it for two reasons. One, because they make higher returns. What they fail to realize on that, though, is that, yes, you can make higher returns in private equity, but it's because you're taking higher risk. And number two, you don't feel the emotions, right, that you do when you own a public stock and you can go in there and check every single day what it's doing or every single minute of the day what it's doing. Yeah. A lot of people said, well, like I like private equity because during OA, like, you know, they, I didn't really see a huge loss in value like the stock market. Well, well, yeah, maybe you didn't see that on paper. Yeah. Because you didn't sell it, but try to sell try that to sell in October it. of 2008. Exactly. And so that, I mean, and but we're going to, we're going to, but let's agree that psych, I mean, that psychology and behavior is important. So that may, it may help people to not know the value of, of their asset every day. I mean, it would kind of make you go crazy if someone knocked on your house every day on your front door and said, here's what I think your house is worth. And that's the point. I think that people need to realize private equity is in a different asset class from private, from public equity, right? Owning a lot of, there's a, there's a big misconception because private equity funds and venture capital funds are classified as alternative investments. 
in reality, they're just a different form of a mutual fund. All right. If you hire a private equity or venture capital fund, it's the same as if you hired a publicly traded mutual fund. The only difference is that instead of the manager picking publicly traded companies, they're just picking privately held companies. So you, so it's the same concept. Yeah. I mean, private equity is a form of active investing, is it not? Yeah. But so is public mutual funds. Right. Exactly. My, my point is, but there's no such thing. My, my point we can't is, my really point go is, buy no, a private equity index fund, at least no, right no, no, now. No, 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 no. But my point is this. My point is there, there is a bucket in the financial advisory world that's classified as alternative investments. And then it's, just a, it's a whole asset allocation sector. But in there, they classify private equity and venture capital as alternative investments. And I don't understand why, because it's just equity. It should be considered equity. Yeah. Yeah. People should be very careful to not think that they're getting diversification by having public equity and then private, private equity. No, you're not. This There's is super no diversification important. there. Super important. You are getting zero diversification from equi- from public equities by investing in private equity. Zero. Right. They're both going to be dependent they're, they're, on the cycles of the economy. They're both going to be dependent on whether we're in a recession or not. Right. We would say they're highly correla- correlated. They are very highly correlated. The fact that you might not see the price of your private investments like you do the public ones is irrelevant. They are very correlated. So just be aware of that. So let's talk now about um, dividends. Tell us what a dividend is. So when a company makes a, a good amount of money and it's profitable, um, it has maybe some cash on hand at the end of the year. And the company then has a choice. Does it reinvest that money back into the company to continue its growth plans? Or does it distribute the proceeds to its shareholders? Okay. In a form of a dividend. And that's what a dividend is. A dividend is uh, the decision that a company can make. Usually it's because they say, I, I don't have any other use for this money. Right. I don't, I don't see any, it's, I'm better off paying my shareholders a dividend than reinvesting it in my own company. Um, so should I, as an investor care about whether a company pays dividends or not? Or, I mean, is that, is that important? No, no. And, and there's a, there's a big misconception with, I think, dividends in the investment world where a lot of people like to own maybe index funds or mutual funds that have high dividend stocks in there. There is no basis whatsoever that companies that pay dividends outperform the market. Um, think about it in a simple form. If, if we have two companies that produce the exact same product that make the exact same revenue and all else equal or look exactly the same, but one pays a dividend and one doesn't, the total return of both have to be the same, even if one pays a dividend or not. Okay, because when someone pays out a dividend, what happens to the stock price? The stock price will fall to commiserate with the dividend paid. And and think about it this way. You know, look, dividends are very similar to what a coupon is on a bond, which we talked about in the previous episode. Okay, so as an investor, when you look at the dividend a company pays, it's the same thing of looking at the coupon that a bond pays. Now, with an equity component, though, you have a second layer of appreciation long-term, which is the growth of the company. So the total return by owning equity is the growth, the total, the growth of the company plus the dividend, right? That's the total return. Okay. So now we understand what equity is, right? 
It's, an, it's a form of ownership in an asset. You can own equity in your home, right? You can own equity in a piece of real estate that you invested with your friends, right? So if, it, if you bought a building that's worth $100, right? And the bank's financing 60% of it and you own 40% of it, well, the equity that you own of that real estate asset is 40%. And then you can own equity in companies, which is the most form, common form of, of, of pe- the way people think of equity. And remember, you can own equity in private companies and public companies. There is no difference. It's just equity. Um, dividends are a form of, uh, think of, a, think of dividends the same way you think of coupons in bonds, right? It's the, it's the yield, let's say, right? That the, that the company can pay out. Some companies pay a dividend, some companies don't. Uh, and that's it. And that's really the biggest takeaway that I need people to understand about equity, right? So when we say equity, you need to think about it in terms of private and public Keep in mind that when you, if, if your financial advisor is putting private equity funds in your portfolio or private venture funds in your portfolio, they should be classified under the equity bucket, not the alternative investment bucket, because it's just another form of equity, of ownership. Uh, and I think we'll just leave it there. Short and sweet. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. See you next time on Now Know This.